Hello, everyone. Welcome to Lemonade Magazine Podcast. It's been forever since we've done this. I was telling our guest today, I'll be announcing in a minute, that it's been a while. We all know what's happened in the world. We had some shows during that time and I had some other things. We're totally going through a whole refreshing new look and everything for Lemonade. And what better way to start off the podcast once again with our good friend, Dom Liberati. How's it going, Dom? Thank you. Thank you. Uh, it's going great. Great to be back on. Great to see you again. Uh, man, we go back. I was scrolling through like old photos the other day. And I remember, I think I had a cover of like a 2013 or 14 issue way back in the day. And I was just like, man, I didn't know we went back that far. That's awesome. Back when we had covers for the magazine. That's the greatest part. I remember like that was like my thing. It was like, Hey, we're gonna make this like ebook style magazine. That was my wild idea when I was like, oh my God, I was 24. <laughs> that was 12 years ago. I love um, it though, man. You were you were making stuff happen. Yeah, and, and and that was my wild idea. And then we decided after a few years of that, we were like, nope, time to go to the blog where I don't have to be, you know, doing website work each week. And uh, yeah, that was so great. You were the you were the cover. Uh, I think actually one of our friends of the magazine, uh, Leah Hodnett, I believe, was mm-hmm. the photographer for that. Um, that. Yep. Well, and uh, yeah, really it was cool stuff because we were so stoked to have you in in, in the magazine and, and then to watch you as you progress and all the different bands you've worked with has been awesome. I know we're going to talk a lot about that today as well, but uh, yeah, it's crazy, man. Over a decade, I think since we met. Yeah. 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 yeah it's, it's awesome that you follow me through the different, uh, you know, combos of what I've been doing musically and different projects. And it's cool to look back and just realize, man, how much of a journey it is and how it's so cliche. People say, you know, it's totally a journey, not a destination in any way. And, uh, I've been really trying to focus on that. I think since COVID, like a lot of people have, you know, we had the time to just kind of sit still and and kind of do some some deep dives into our own uh, lives and what we were going after and everything. And it's cool that it's kind of, um, uh, it sounds like between Lemonade and and myself, we've we've kind of gone through some good uh, metaphor metamorphosis there. No, it's so true. It's like it was, it, the funny thing was too is like the other night I literally was talking to Aaron. Who, by the way, that's the other funny thing. As long as I've known you, we've actually never met in person. We've, we've always talked over video <laughs> or over, but but Aaron and you have met, of course. Yeah. Um, uh, I have never met you. I was down in California recently, first time in a while. But, you know, you know how it is, too. When you're on vacation, you're trying to meet up with as many people as you can. Yeah. Um, was able to meet up with with a couple of friends. Amazing. You were busy as well because um, you are a busy dude. And um, But, yeah, it's crazy. I've never met you in person. But, of course, next time I'm in California, I'm going to try to help you. So make it happen. Seeing you, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it, but the other night I was talking to Aaron. I was like, "Hey, I think we need to refresh like the logo, everything. Time to just start over new. Let's do something. You know, have a more simpler setup on Medium. Our blog is going to be on Medium now for anybody who reads the blog still. And uh, yeah, so I'm just stoked. You're right. Metamorphosis. It feels good. It feels fresh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, so yeah, start off uh, a, a little bit um how is california by the way right now we're under wildfire smoke it's here in october still um Uh hoping things are good though how are things down in california i know it was a little smoky until i got like tulare area and then it was uh clear when i was down there so yeah at least in terms of where i'm at in malibu it's been safe so far this year thank god you know the 2018 woolsey fires were just insane uh so i'm thankful we've been able to stay pretty uh fireless there in the, in the most part in the LA area uh, since then uh, the 
Uh, it's definitely dry for sure. <laughs> and I was, we were talking earlier, you know, I've a lot of friends in the last year or so have like really bailed on California. And I think literally over 20, I counted the other day. Um, so it's been a little sad in that regard, but again, metamorphosis and just, you know, making it, uh, making this new chapter, the, the best out of it and enjoying this part of the journey. Cause it is a journey. And I absolutely love California and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm born and raised in Ohio and, uh, I have a really, I'm really close to my family. Uh, I got three sisters there all having kids now. So I'm a, I'm the cool uncle now that it gets to like fly in and get the heck out of there before things get too crazy. But, uh, you know, I, I just, it's so much of my heart and my sound now, and uh, I just can't see myself anywhere else, at least for the time being. But, you know, there was a time when, uh, I felt so called to California and, you know, I'm, I'm trying to leave myself open to if that would happen later in life, um, you know, feeling called to another place or anything, but, or multiple places maybe, but, um, you know, for now I'm here, I love it. It's gorgeous as always, even when the wet, like today it's a little overcast and it's, it's so cool because we don't get days like this typically. So it's kind of cool to look outside and, and take in the best of the gloomy as well as the sunny. No, that's the crazy part. I think you and I too, we talked about in the past, we both have this, this sort of, um, I think something you see you struggle with a bit in Ohio, what I struggle with in Washington is the constant gloomy days, you mm -hmm. know, as when, especially in the winter where you get that, you know, that dark, really early sort of stuff and it's, you know, it's rainy or whatever. Um, and I, but it's weird because, you know, after the last few years, I felt like, oh, I'm a true, true Pacific Northwestern, you know, that's where I've lived my whole life, love Washington, love the Pacific Northwest. And I thought I'm going to, I'm going to be on Southern California for the first time really ever. I've been to California quite a few times, but not really Southern California, especially not South of LA. And I thought I was going to cement it. I'm going to be like, Hey, this is fun on vacation, but I'm going to be happy to get back to Pacific Northwest. Yeah. And then I was like, I was out watching. I didn't, I, I wasn't able to surf, but I was out watching some surfers at T street beach, taking some photos and uh, down in San Clemente. And I was like, Oh man, uh, this is like, cause I'm a huge surf fan too. Like I watched WSL. Oh, that's great. Uh, yeah. yeah. They just had the championship here. I think. Yeah, actually I was, I was okay. So that's the crazy part the window was during the time that I was headed to California and I drove down because I like to be able to have my car. We're not that terribly far away in all reality. And so, but the problem was the day that I was driving, it was a window. Of course, as you know, the, when the weather hits, right. And yeah. so the championship was held the day before I got to Southern California, <laughs> over, but over. I did get some merch at rip curl. So that was great. I did. I was able to get, um, yeah, some, some, uh, uh, WSL finals merch. So yeah. Yeah. They were like taking over the whole town here. It was like the most packed I've seen in a long time, which it felt really good. It felt like kind of the world pre COVID in terms of the, the buzz around at least the summer buzz feel around, uh, Malibu. Oh, that's right. So you're talking about Malibu. So actually, that is a different. That's the uh, Longboard Championship. You're oh, right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, no, that that was great too, though. That's awesome, dude. See, that's the stuff I would just be like, oh, that'd be so cool. Because next year, I'm hoping to come down for the U.S. Open as well at Huntington Beach. So, right. um, yeah. But yeah, it was so cool. I was like down there. I was like, I really love California. Like I was literally like, we were, we were, we went to Disneyland as well. And I was like walking, I just go walk like around Anaheim and every morning I go on what I call parrot patrol because there are parrots all over the, uh, yeah. the, <laughs> the hotel. And I was like, this is so cool. I'm like just tracking down the parrots all day. Um, but yeah, I had a blast. I absolutely love California. So, um, so yeah, so next time that I'm down there, hopefully it won't be too long. Cause I'd love to, I know that at the latest, it'll probably be like early, late or late spring, early summer next year, but I'm hoping to come down earlier. So great. You talked about parrots. Like we have a good bit of parrots here too. It's crazy. I said, I come to your house then and be like, Hey, <laughs> yeah. 
they're beautiful to look at and so annoying to hear. When <laughs> right? They are freaking like, The crazy part was there was like a turf war in Anaheim. There was like the crows and the parrots. And you see the parrots would come in. They start squawking. I'd be like, oh, sweet. Grab my camera. Go to look for the parrots on Parrot Patrol. And then you'd have, I'd hear the cawing of the crows. And I'd be like, oh, no, here we go. And sure enough, the parrots were like, boom, we are out of here. These guys are, yeah. these guys need business. <laughs> Random so, facts about crows. I don't know if this is true. I wish we had a fact checker like Joe Rogan. Um, <laughs> fact check this. I've heard that crows have like fantastic uh, memories and that they can actually like they have facial recognition in a way where they like, remember you. As a as a somewhat the crows, they will know. Yeah, as a somewhat amateur bird expert, I would. I'm going to fact check that is correct. That awesome. is. <laughs> yeah, that is. That, <laughs> crows have a great memory. The uh, we have. I don't know too. I'd have to look it up, but I. Don't know if California has a bunch of ravens, probably not in the like lower the in the um, sea level, but we have them to sometimes come down from the mountains here and the ravens too, like they are super smart. Like it's crazy how much like you're like, oh, they definitely know what's up and they know you. (laughs) And yeah, they're smart animals, really, really smart animals. So So speaking of like COVID and all, I feel like like in the middle of the pandemic and even since then now, there's been so many conspiracy theories that have like really kind of come out and Honestly, there's a few that I like will definitely subscribe to and feel like, yeah, I could get down with that. There was one that was told me the other day where people were basically like doubling down on like really truly believing that all birds, not just like birds, but like all birds are cameras and just like little devices by the government to record us. And I was like, this is great. I wonder if that is actually caught more. I wonder if this is caught on more in California because I kid you not, I have a t shirt on the first day of Disneyland. My t-shirt says, if it flies, it spies. And it's got a picture <laughs> with like a camera on it. And that's people are like, love your shirt all over. That's amazing. I love <laughs> That's a great shirt. I, I want one of those shirts. <laughs> I think this one maybe kind of tops it up. Nobody can see it, but it's Kermit with a cowboy hat on, two Kermits. And it says, uh, on the inside, I'm hooting. On the outside, I'm a hollering. That's so try it out my t-shirt game. Yeah. It's not a shirt. What was that? <laughs> Solid Friday shirt. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, uh, but yeah, otherwise, we do have, before we get to the music, because I know we got to get to that, obviously, that's why we're here. But we did, uh, we do have the NFL starting. Uh, your, well, it's been going on now for over a month, but your Packers were recently in, uh, in London, I believe, right? Yes, London. Yeah. And, uh, but, and, and they, they didn't win there. Uh, how are you feeling about the Packers? It's a weird NFL year, is it not? It's a weird year and uh, even weirder season if you're following Aaron Rodgers and anything about his personal life. Like I just, yeah, that's true. <laughs> he's pretty out there. He feels like uh, a little bit of a loner. I think at this point, people are kind of like, how is he going to end up? I feel like the whole, um, you know, either die the hero or live long enough to become the villain. Like, you know, it's, it's, he's kind of like in the middle of that phase right now. I feel like, um, It'll be interesting to see how they turn out. There's there's just, I feel like over the past really even 10 years, there's been just so much hype around him and the Packers that it's like they still do well, but, you know, we've always seen them kind of die in the playoffs there. And it's like, is this going to just be another one of those years? And it, it, when you have so much hype, it's like you kind of, Tom Brady's like the only one that ever lives up to the actual hype, I feel like. that. It, yeah, it's crazy. And you kind of look at it and you go, okay, well, it kind of has to do with contracts, right? You have these, quarterbacks who take these really huge contracts you can't build the team around him brady's always middle of the pack even though he's one of the top quarter well yeah. many would argue is the best quarterback to have lived it is crazy because you think about patrick mahomes might be getting close to that he looks all, all right this year but they did lose to indy which if you lose to indy this year i don't know yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> but there's um, always those, like rogue, you know, one-off losses in the beginning of the season that I feel like everyone has like a couple, one or two of them. Yeah, of course we don't have Russell Wilson anymore with the Seahawks. And yeah, how do you feel about that? You know, it's so weird. I've gone through so many emotions. At first, I was like, "Oh gosh, this is sad." And then you like see Russ do the same things with Denver as he did with Seattle, and you're like, "Okay, so we're just the ex-girlfriend now, and this is the new shiny, you know, <laughs> new new girlfriend." Um, and then it's like there was this sort of um, uh, this time where I was like where we beat him in the first game and it was like, Oh, okay, well, this is fun. Even though it was a messy game, it was like, Oh, this is fun. We beat Russ. And then I was like, I kind of feel bad for him. And then I like heard stuff about where he's like, I won't have to carry the team anymore. And I get to watch as he's like not doing so well in Denver. And I'm like, well, dude, be careful what you wish for. Yeah. And you know, how can I really be like mad at Gino? Gino has been playing well uh, for as our quarterback uh, defense has been iffy, but they're young. And so I think all in all, not as devastating as I thought it was going to be. Like, I feel like, okay, we can build on this next year, you know? Yeah, it kind of feels like this year it's pretty evened out so far in the NFL. Yeah. There's no, like, there's only maybe one or two really front runner kind of ahead of the pack, uh, no pun intended, uh, <laughs> type teams. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we got, like, Buffalo, Phillies, the only ones undefeated, and then you got, like, Kansas City's doing all right, but you've got defenses that are dominating Dallas and, and, and San Francisco. But, you know, we're still, even with San Francisco, like all of the NFC West is one game back on first place, yeah. which is crazy to think about. I know. That's insane. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we have our uh, lemonade bowl this year, I guess. I do. I know we don't play. Packers. Yeah, I don't think it's a thing. I, no. I'm not yeah. super familiar with the Packers schedule as I typically am this year so far. So, we're also missing, right? Yeah um are you now are you mlb playoffs are happening are you a baseball fan i forget about this if you, are. you know i'm a i'm a very because i actually am starting to feel kind of weird about being a packers fan because i've been in la so long and uh you know i was trying so hard not to just join the rams uh, bandwagon but i do feel like they're more of the true la team than the chargers um i i'm sure a lot of people would debate me on that uh but i in terms of the dodgers i do the, the, the dodgers and the clippers to me feel the most like la pride like get behind your city a little bit, which is kind of a rare th <clears throat> thing out here. I feel like most people love Lakers, and that's kind of it. But uh, a buddy of mine works for the Dodgers, and I and I, I years ago I actually got invited to play at this Faith and Family Night at the Dodgers Stadium, and I've always had a sweet spot for them, and uh, definitely always root them on. But I don't stay up enough with baseball to be like super ingrained in everything. We, of course, the Mariners, 20 years since we've been in the playoffs. And the funny thing is that after I was in California, I made the joke to like spur on the Mariners that I was an Angels fan. And which makes sense because now they hold the longest drought in Major League Baseball. Now the Mariners have uh, <laughs> made it to the playoffs. Yeah. And uh, but then, you know, the hard part is that I couldn't even carry on that charade as long as I wanted to, because when we won the first two games against Toronto, I was like, oh, I was so excited. And I'm like, you know, trying to keep up the whole like the go angels thing. I couldn't do it. And now they're losing to Houston down <laughs> 0 2 to Houston. I'm like, yeah, this is my fault. I couldn't keep up the go angels. I should have ordered a damn Otani jersey. And that would have like, we would be World Series champions. Yeah, right? Locked it in. Yeah. Uh, but it's time to talk about the music. We got, uh, you got a new song out, by the way. I've heard, I heard it a little bit early because I'm special. At least that's what I assume. You do? Um, yeah, you're special. <laughs> uh, it's, it, it, it's great. I love it. I'm, I'm an 80s kid. So, it's got an 80s vibe to it. It's called Fever. A lot of your stuff has kind of an 80s vibe to it these days. Yeah. Uh, tell us a little bit about Fever. 
And uh, yeah, what your I know your sound is forever evolving. Uh, how'd you get here? Thank you for the question. I love that question. Um, I, I feel like it definitely does have the the similar tinge of the '80s that I would you know typically. That is just where all my favorite uh, music and artists came from. Uh, so I do. Uh, I can't get away from it, even if I tried pretty much. And I'm okay with that. I, I'm like proudly wearing that flag, and uh, I think that I really doubled down on. Uh, Re removing the filter of what would what does the where's the industry going where does you know should i not not that the industry i feel like has ever been away from 80s music it's in one shape way shape or form i feel like pop music always kind of goes back to it even if it strays from it for a minute but i am really exploring like some golden era of the 90s and even 70s too in uh in all the new stuff that i'm writing this one being definitely more in the 80s lane but um i i wanted to remove the filters of like what should this be or what uh is going to be you know big on tiktok or what's gonna be big and uh, i write i do a lot of writing uh, pretty much all my stuff fortunately eventually ends up in tv and film uh, through this company that i work with so uh i knew this would eventually go there but i wasn't ever like really writing for a sync kind of thing or like for you know a tv show i just uh, a friend of mine a lifelong friend of mine actually who i started um sharing an internship with him at the studio uh, back where I grew up, um, we actually got to uh, study under two different producers. Uh, one was in Weird West Virginia, and uh, his name is Rick Wachowski, and he's a dear friend of mine. And he uh, had this uh, studio called Studio L. He still does, still runs it. Um, and he was the one who did all of like the old Nickelodeon show uh, theme songs, and he did like Guts and some a uh, bunch of other stuff. So I met Anthony there uh at that studio and anthony rankin he lives in uh, nashville he's a killer player uh good i would say just guitarist but he plays like every instrument like i literally saw this guy learn the mandolin in a weekend because uh this this uh lady that wanted uh, uh her song i swear she said i want it to sound more mountainy and that's what he like <laughs> interpreted as like okay i'm gonna learn mandolin and he nice. didn't just learn mandolin like he just slayed on this thing and it's just nice. he's just so gifted in that way and he's a really gifted producer so i every time i go to nashville which is about every other month or so i uh try to either get a write in with him just hang with him uh spend time with him and uh he was showing me all these what he called song starters which are like kind of like a minute to two minute uh little demos no lyrics or anything just like hey here's an idea if you think you could put a melody over it or whatever and he brings that into all of his writing sessions and just kind of starts out with like hey basically do you like any of this that you hear and if you don't we can start from scratch and that's cool too so we had this particular thing that was the main keyboard riff in fever in the intro and uh that main like synth baseline and i was like man this is really calling to me and i i've never done this before like i'm always producing my own stuff or uh or yeah or like i basically write produce mix and even master some of my own stuff so I was like, this is so awesome because he and I have worked together for so long that his instincts are very much like mine, but he also can access different things keyboard wise that I'm not that much of a, like a keyboard shredder type player. Um, so and a little bit of like jazz chord inversions and stuff like that, that I typically don't gravitate towards uh, with my own playing. So I was like, all right, I'm going to adopt a few of these. And uh, he and I like struck a deal on a few different ones. That really hit me and i started out with those bones if you will of the song and they were just so good and it accelerated my whole process like tenfold because i was like i was very inspired i didn't have to do the grunt work of like laying down that first initial thing that the whole song is built off of uh so i 
you know, I threw down a lot on top of it, but uh, I really loved what I got started with. And he, so he kind of started that whole thing musically. And then I just kept hearing this, and like a vocal stack thing in my head. And I was just like, I don't know what that's going to be lyrically, but yeah, it's got to be something that the whole song just vibed to me as like night driving in an eighties movie. And like, I was kept thinking dirty dancing for some reason. And like just that visual of everything was hitting me. Um, so my wife was unfortunately sick with COVID uh, within that like first week that I was listening and working to working on the song. And she actually had a fever and I was like, Whoa, that's so weird. Like, I, I was like, Oh, I'm so sorry. It feels like you have a fever. And I was like, fever, fever. And I was like, and she's like, what are you doing? I was just like, I think that's the song. And then the whole thing got built around from there. And it's kind of like touching on like when you, uh, you know, love at first sight or even just like initial, um magnetic attraction to somebody and it's kind of like this this guy calling out like seeing this girl being like i think you're feeling the same way but like you're not gonna put your money where your mouth is and i'm gonna try to like actually make the first move and just kind of like let you know like i'm crazy about you and i don't even know you kind of thing so um that's kind of where the whole idea started and then in terms of like the 80s influence it kind of already had a tinge of that but it also there's a very like max martin kind of modern pop kind of thing going on with it too so Again, I tried to remove that filter and my only filter was really like, what feels good? Like, what does 15 year old me want to do if I can like throw whatever instrumentation I can in it? So uh, being primarily a bassist, I loved that synth bass that Anthony had going initially. But I was like, you know, I have this, I really want to throw in like an old school, almost like a 70s style bass riff in, in uh, verse two. And then once the bridge hit, I was like, oh man, I got to throw in a fretless bass there. And then at the end of the song, there's like a different bass. So there's literally like four different bass tracks, uh, main bass tracks like going on in the song. And for me, that's just fun because I can like kind of listen and like it's just a little nerdy thing of like, oh, cool. I, I got to fit in like four different bases in there. But it also I just feel like with this track in particular, in terms of production, everything really breathes well. And uh, it, it feels like an evolution, even though it's still hitting on 80 stuff like Endless Summer did. It feels like just a little bit like a deeper part of my soul in, in digging in with this. and. Uh, I, I spoke of two different mentors growing up that I got to intern uh, with. And the other one was Jamie Peck. And he worked out of Wheeling, West Virginia, still does at his studio, gorgeous home studio. And much like Anthony, he can play just about every instrument. He's just incredibly talented in, in terms of uh, horns, woodwinds and uh, keys and composing and arranging, too. I mean, he's, he's literally like an Emmy winning producer. Uh, so I hit him up and I was like, hey, man, I would be absolutely thrilled if you could throw a sax solo down and it's, it just feels like it needs that like sax solo like go crazy with it and he's like you know what do you want to do soprano sax i'm like let's go with it because like i'm a huge sting fan and and when he first broke away from the police that was a huge uh huge part of his sound with Branford marsalis so i was like yeah go for that vibe and then that's how the sax solo came to be but uh, i'm so happy with one how fever came out and two how quickly it all kind of came together so I'm really looking hopefully to follow that formula for for the new songs and my plan is to hopefully get a song out about every six weeks and just kind of build upon this new album that i'm putting together and it's really exciting to officially be like oh, okay i'm gonna do another album but do it in little installments and kind of not know where it's gonna end which is really really fun
No, so cool. Um, and and by the way, I just noticed too that it shows you how long it's been since we've done the podcast. It now Zoom, uh, Zoom is telling me I have nine minutes left on this meeting. So oh wow, <laughs> I didn't know they were doing that now. But no, that that's, it's so great to hear that story. Uh, I guess we had nine minutes. Um, the uh, but it's so great to hear that story because uh, you know there 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 are so many different ways these days too. Obviously, that the people you know that the, the tracks are how they originate, how they they come to be, and so it's always great to hear that. Uh, that's just really really cool. And actually does lead me to a little challenge that I have for you, though. Ooh. By the way, also, thank you to your wife, Amy, for getting COVID, I guess. <laughs> you. You know, she's okay. One intended, trying to make lemonade there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here's your challenge for today, Dom. Um, as you know, there have been a few songs with the name Fever. Can you name Ooh. five songs? Or oh, five, five artists, my bad, that have sang a song. You know, I'll even give you if it has Fever in the title. But or a song just called Fever. My goodness. Uh, what's funny to me is that I'm, you know, on TikTok and other things, I'm typing, you know, obviously when a song comes out, like the as an artist, you're you're instantly going everywhere that you can typing in Fever blah, 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 and seeing if it like comes up in the top five or top whatever. Right. And so many other songs came up and I did not pay attention to the artist whatsoever. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, crap. Uh, I know that D- Dua Lipa has a song. Fever. Right off. There you go. Good job. I thought you see, I think most people will give the original, you know, like the or the, the the most popular fever. You gave a girl uh or you know girl pop, which you love girl pop. So I love sense. girl pop, yeah. yeah. So Dua Lipa, yes, that is that is one. Okay, that's one. Uh oh man, I you're gonna say something that are just gonna be so obvious to me that I'm like, ah, I totally forgot about that. Um does Stevie Wonder have a favorite song? No, I don't think. Question. Uh, I don't see him on the list. He wouldn't be one that I would have. Uh, yeah, I, I literally got Dua Lipa. That's about it. Okay, so yeah, so that's. I mean, you got one. <laughs> um, I thought it was. I thought that this is going to be a little easier. Uh, Peggy Lee, of course, is the original. You know, Fever. Uh, ah. Fever. Uh, and then yeah, the other ones that I had down. There's a few of them here, but uh, popular ones: Adam Lambert, uh, The Black Keys. That would have been. Ooh, man i didn't know i didn't know black keys um i never know titles of the black keys though either garth uh, brooks the fever and bruce springsteen the fever and there's and there's oh i miss springsteen i feel ashamed awesome. uh what about boogie <laughs> there's a boogie fever song too i think yeah, that's true yeah it is true but look at that one yeah um so obviously since we've been given this time limit i should uh rush this along a little bit but um now you are going on tour as well with uh yes. the calling which many of us you know, 2000s kids. We, oh, yeah. I mean, I'm an 80s kid, but whatever. I was a teenager in, yeah. in, in the uh, early 2000s. Um, we know the calling because of wherever you will go. Uh, so, yeah, tell us a bit about that. You're going on tour with them. Yeah, I um, I had a buddy of mine who was playing guitar with me in L.A. Um, when I played out live and everything uh, most of last year. And he was also the guitarist for the calling. And he was like, hey, man, we uh, our bassist just moved to Nashville. I think I got like a little bit of a opportunity here if you want to audition for the band. And my first audition was literally playing on their like live stream, which like thousands and thousands of people were watching. I'm like, wow, I, this is uh, I can't screw this up. But it went well. We had uh, some some fly dates last year that we did just a handful of them. And man, it was such a blast. The guys, the band are so much fun. And it's so weird to be playing music that I definitely listen to as well. Like just cruising around in my Jeep in high school and just blaring, you know, the calling and some other songs. And it's really, really fun to to be participating in that now. And uh, Alex, lead singer, is just so generous and 
uh, basically asked me to open for them on the South American tour, which is most of all of December. Um, and then we have some other stuff in the works that I'm not allowed talking about yet, but it's really, really exciting. But so yeah, I'll be opening and then uh, playing bass in the calling. And man, I'm just yeah, I'm so excited for where that's going to lead to. Um, I, like I said, Alex is super generous and just believes in me musically and is really supportive. And so yeah, it's gonna be that's gonna be really fun. Uh, another thing that I've been uh, really involved in, uh, a friend of mine, Tyler Ward, set up this songwriting community in Nashville called the Songhouse, and. Uh, I, I typically hit him up when I'm in Nashville to just get coffee and, and catch up. And when I hit him up uh, in particular this last year, he was like, hey, man, just come to a songhouse session. And I had seen a few of these uh, little clips on TikTok. And essentially, the gist is you uh, get randomly put together. Yeah, I've seen, I've, seen your, I've seen these. Yeah, you did on TikTok, right? Yeah. It's like you get randomly put together with about three to five songwriters or producers or whomever. And you have 30 minutes to write a hook over like a music track, uh, like a music bed that either he's created or somebody in that camp has created. And um, then you basically go perform it right away, right after that. And it's very nerve wracking, but it's really cool because you walk into this uh, essentially like a 30 minute write and half the you know work is done for you in terms of the music. And it's just like egos are out of the way because you don't have time for it and you just got to get in. And it really... I, I know that they're doing a lot with this, but I feel like one day this could definitely be a reality show because it's just so cool to see all this magic unfold in just a 30 minute time frame. So the other joy of it is if you have a total dud or you don't like who you're working with or something like that, then you have another 30 minute session right after that. So each uh, film session does like two, two uh, 30 minute kind of clips there. And uh, the first time that I went there, I got paired up with like one of their powerhouse single singers uh kindle and she absolutely crushed this one song that we did called parachute. parachute i was gonna say that was like she was incredible dude that voice my god incredible we had over 10 i think we have over 10 million views on tiktok it's yeah. yeah that was I'm, like so thrilled with what that's gonna do that's really really growing in nashville uh all i can say is we're working on something for la nice i got to yeah, i gotta tell you when i saw that come up in, on my tiktok by the way i do follow you but it wasn't you it wasn't yeah. your account and i see it i go so i'm listening to this power, like, she, she's a powerhouse and i'm watching but wait a minute that's dom, <laughs> that's dom <laughs> that's awesome. and so I was, yeah it was it was just incredible uh, you guys did a great job on that and she's, Thanks, she's phenomenal my gosh incredible voice so yeah um, they, they routinely have like all these different artists releasing songs that were born there so yeah everybody go check out the songhouse co is the uh the handle for sure. We'll, we'll put it in the description of this podcast. And uh, now, like I said, we only have so much time left, but I do want you to introduce the song we talked about earlier. We're going to play it. Uh, so, yeah. Take yes. it away. All right. Let's imagine that you're uh, driving late at night on uh, Pacific Coast Highway or just, you know, any freeway. And you're just in your heart, you're in your thoughts or you're at a club and you see that or a diner or somewhere and you just see that person that just lights you up in a good way. Uh, this song is about that. This is called Fever. Night felt like a dream. A couple deep under neon lights. 
time to ride it out Knowing just what we could be You keep running around my heart Be careful what you start Yeah, I got a fever, fever Burning with my heart's desire driving down Pacific Coast Highway, seeing somebody at the bar, or if your wife is at home with COVID. And you know, that works too. <laughs> <laughs> and she inspires you to write. <laughs> Thanks, babe. Appreciate it. <laughs> um, well, Dom, it's been absolutely 
great talking to you again. I'm so happy to start up the podcast. You said you're going to have some music coming out a lot, so we're going to have you on again as long as you have the time. You know you're welcome here, and I will make sure that I guess I upgrade my Zoom. <laughs> oh, you got time for you, man, and likewise, I, the Zoom took you know half our call here. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly, right? Um, but uh, yes, yeah, so we'll have much more to talk about down the road. We'll have to re-look re, re, re at the NFL as well, see how our teams are doing at that point. It's always great to talk to you about that. And like I said, if I'm down, uh, next time I'm down in California, I will uh, be sure to hit you up uh, and uh, hopefully next time our schedules will both meet up. So. Sounds great, man.